0: Welcome, everyone, to Round the Rotary with me, J.P. Warren, and with us today, we have Shane Schur, a Regional Sales Manager with MS Directional. How are you doing today, Shane? Doing great.
1: Thanks for having me, J.P.
0: Yeah, you are going stir-crazy lately?
1: A little bit. You know, It's pretty easy for all of us sales extroverts to lock ourselves in a, a room for weeks on end.
0: I'll tell you one thing. That is the toughest part. My wife keeps on. My wife's an introvert. She loves staying home, Monica, and she's like... You know, like, do you have another uh, Zoom meeting today? Do you know, the Zoom happy? I'm like, yes. Like, I need to get out there and, and, and talk to people and recharge. And this is the only way we can do it during this time. For those that are listening, I'm not sure when you're listening, but uh, we are, it is uh, April 2nd. We are in uh, the stay-at-home orders issued by the, uh, I guess, the national authorities right now. So for people like Shane and I, I know Shane. Shane's a good buddy of mine. We are both uh, pretty uh, extrovert type of people. Yep. And yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's comical to me. Basically, uh, you know, working from home as sales managers or sales reps, right? A lot of us have home offices and you go get your business done in other people's, you know, places of work, right? And for the past seven, eight years, all you hear from engineers, drilling managers, oh man, you got the life, you know, I I wish I could work from home (laughs) and everyone's getting a good taste of that right now. I'm (laughs) wondering wondering how many
0: people are going to continue to agree that
1: working from home is the way to go.
0: And that's the tough part. I mean, I, I, as I said before, I mean, not only do I recharge, but like, I want to see how my friends are doing. I want to see how my customers are doing. My friends are customers. I want to interact with them. It's kind of, it's kind of getting comical to Monica. She's like, oh, you got another, you got another happy hour tonight on Zoom. I'm like, yeah, I do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and virtual happy hours, real hangovers. Those Real hangover
0: makes, hey, hey Uber, Uber uh, receipts are almost nothing. So it's, it works yeah. out for everyone. Yeah.
1: But- All right.
0: So what'd you say? Bar tabs are cheap. Bar tabs are cheap. Um, all right, so I guess let's kick this off. Shane, give us a little uh, background yourself. How'd you? Uh, how'd you get to where you're at uh, today in the oil field? And um, I guess just uh, start up, start us off that way.
1: Well, to be honest, kind of fell into it. JP, uh, I was going to A and M, looking at uh, marketing opportunities. You know, senior year ish, and could not see myself in a cubicle running research data and and just factoring in who, what, when, why, you know, the four P's of marketing, all that jazz, and found an opportunity to go start running MWD for MS. Uh, at the time, there, MS Energy Services. Had a family friend involved and took an interview in Fort Worth, and the guy that was interviewing me tried to scare me, right? So, MWD, it's it's a locker room. You know, you're going to be gone all the time. You'll never see your wife, kids, you know, whatever there's work, we're going to ask you to go. You don't really get control of when and where you go. You just got to say yes, right? Well, I had zero kids, zero wives, zero girlfriends. <laughs> so kind of married myself to the field and worked my way through the MWD ranks and switched over to directional. And thank goodness MS was loyal enough to kind of teach me the different ropes throughout the company and pushed me into sales out of
0: Houston. So how long, how long were you doing the field work before you got in sales? And did you, do you see that that field work you could have done another six months or maybe did it three months too long or what?
1: Yeah. So it was about three years and, you know, not everyone gets the opportunity to move from MWD to directional to begin with. So I was pretty blessed in that regard, worked with some really good guys, but if I would have moved over and transitioned quicker I might've tried to stay in the field a little longer, but yeah, after three years, man, I was, I was itching for any opportunity that I could grab and interviewed for a survey sales job in Midland, uh, for MS and just happened to have worked with the right DD who pushed to get me on the directional side. And so I trained that and worked that for about six months and then moved into Houston into sales.
0: All right. So how how long you been in uh, Houston sales for
1: August will be, almost seven years
0: oh wow okay yeah
1: so man it's it's flown by right and i have two little downturns to to help help that so So is
0: this considered a little downturn we're in right now or is this a big uh a big blow a big blowout what would you consider this
1: yeah uh well i've only seen two so i guess i would consider this a large one yeah
0: (laughs) it's evil or or lesser two evils one of the two you gotta pick one So, um, all right. So with everything going on right now, um, uh, for those, uh, again, listening, we have, uh, Russia and Saudi, uh, increasing their oil output tremendously. We have COVID shutting down world markets and travel and airlines. What do you see currently happening right now with, um, with, uh, with I guess your customers, I mean, what are you seeing kind of the, and you don't have to speak specifically to your customers, just kind of an overall feeling.
1: Man, I wish I could sit here and say the overall feeling was, you know, Positive and bright, but everything we're projecting and looking at, and what we've seen thus far from rig count and our customers' activity, it looks like it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. Right? So, you know, MS is in a great position with the backing of Patterson, who's been great throughout the uh, you know purchase and acquisition of MS. So our our, our books look good, right? Um, and I think that's what you're going to see throughout the next nine months to eighteen months is companies whose books are solid are going to kind of hunker down and survive and kind of take it month by month. And then the guys that have been bad with cash or irresponsible or greedy, um, somewhat of a cleaning of the house, in my opinion. And I would never say that the industry needs that just because I hate watching people lose jobs. Um, And, you know, it's, it's really painful to watch people lose their employment or, go through go through what we're all going through, right? And then on you add on the inability to get out and try to make something of yourself or try to try to find a new job because of the coronavirus. So to me it's it's kind of doom and gloom, if you will. But mm-hmm. I think the only the only thing any of us ever had to do in a downturn or when it gets tough is stay positive. And you know, as you mentioned, find different ways to connect with people, find different ways to be a resource to those who need what you're offering. Or, you know, what your company is offering and just be there for your customers.
0: So what kind of ways are you uh, personally trying to, I guess, uh, break the mold or add value to your uh, customers right now or stay in touch with them? I mean, what are you doing? Anything unique or or specific? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, without breaking the stay home
1: rules, I've, I've seen a couple guys just via you know, running around the streets of Houston, literally jogging. Right. just try to try to you know talk through fences and get people outside just to have a beer or such. But to be completely honest, it, to me, it's being present when needed, right? I think a lot of our customers and even the service side don't really know what tomorrow brings. So the biggest thing I've tried to do is be a resource, uh, just let guys know, Hey, I'm here, you know, I'm not going anywhere. If you need anything, it messes in a good position but understanding that you don't even know what your company's directives are going to be tomorrow. um,
0: Just understand that we'll be here. Right. And I think that's, I think that's personally extremely important in this day and age. I mean, it's not a question of, Hey, look, I got the answers or Hey, I have some insight for you. Um, Hit me up and I'll let you know about it. If anything right now, you're right. None of us know what tomorrow looks like. And I think it's extremely important to always stay relevant, stay personable, with your customers and stay in front of them and whether it's just, you know, BSing about the industry right now or talking about, you know, how's homeschooling going with them and their kids.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what you're doing here with the zoom meetings is probably the most interactive route you can take right now. Right. And a few of us college friends have started doing it, meeting up, you know, Wednesday evenings or Friday evenings and, and sharing a beer and just kind of catching up because, that's one thing that I have learned through all this is it's given us an opportunity kind of unique to take some time out of our day and, and reconnect with people that we, you know, we don't see anyways, right? They're eight hours away, states away. And this has kind of opened up that technology route where it says, hey, you know, we know you're going to be sitting in your living room tonight because you got nowhere to go. <laughs> so let's have a 30, 45 minute conversation and just catch up and see how life is.
0: That's, I think that's uh, such a good point you brought up. I mean, I'm talking to people that I haven't spoken to in two, three years. You know what I mean? Not even in the oil and gas industry, just, just people that I just, you know, have been friends with. Just, I guess, life gets in the way. And uh, it's kind of been a fun time to reach out. I mean, I guess you got to you know, make lemonade every now and then. But it's a fun time to reach out to these contacts you haven't spoken to in a while and try to re- reconnect or just kind of, you know, shoot the shit about whatever. You know, yeah, I think that's absolutely. important.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to focus, too, on, you know, this downturn happened so fast. Yeah. If, if we will not even call it a downturn, really the bottom fell out. And because of the environment we sit in, there's not really that chance to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to turn it on for 30 days, right? Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to remotivate myself, get out there and, and bust the ass because we're stuck at home. So yeah. this one more than ever to me is kind of showing, hey, if you weren't putting in the legwork before, it's, you can't play catch up, right? You can't just go try to save your job tomorrow because the inability, A, just an activity and B, getting out and going to see people, right? I mean, we're, we're in a unique situation as sales guys now where we know exactly where our customer is, <laughs> he's, you know, he's at his house. The house? Uh, yeah, we could target them if we really wanted to, <laughs> but we also understand, right, they're, they're going through a lot and you don't, you definitely don't want to, hassle people in times like this. You want to give them the time and uh, to figure out their own stuff before we start hammering them on what new technology we have or, or what we can bring to the table, blah, blah, blah. So to be completely honest, if I, I told my guys, if, if you, if you haven't been busting your ass before this, you know, there's no catch ketchup. Uh, you just kind of have to lean on the relationships that you built over the last couple of years and, and how hard you've worked in your ethics before because you can't just get out there and go try to knock down a bunch of doors in 30, 60 days.
0: That's a great, great point you brought up. It's it's uh, You can't play catch up right now. No, That's true. I like that. That's a good point. So so with all the technology coming and I guess touching base uh, with customers in their homes, et cetera, et cetera, how do you see kind of uh, your job evolving from here? I mean, will it be more at home? Does that open up opportunities to, I guess, I was thinking about potentially, you know, I mean, we've been doing virtual uh, dinners with some of customers. I was thinking, you know, this might save a plane ticket to go to to Denver, for example. I mean, you can always call someone in Denver, do a virtual double date then.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we've been looking at the opportunity to host, you know, virtual like motor shop tours, right? So nice. it's gonna, is this going to open avenues to where, hey, you as an engineer in Denver wants to see our corporate facility in Connor, right? We're bringing on new motors. And you want to see the breakdown of those, what used to be a plane flight and a three-day weekend. Is this going to create more comfortability with, hey, let me just get on a Zoom meeting and and walk through, kind of teach a class and anybody that wants to can hop on and watch us, you know, perform a shop tour, a motor tear down. And and it, it really gives us a resource to where if customers get to that point where they're comfortable with it, we could host all sorts of less, you know, you know, learning avenues or virtual
0: lunch and learns or yeah. lunch and tour, or whatever that is. Exactly, right? Like, you know, just well that's interesting. That also that also kind of I mean, if you send that invite out to to eight operators to, for a physical walkthrough through um, y'all's shop, I mean, you really, I mean, some companies could actually open this up to be have unlimited audience. Right? Yep. So yeah,
1: no, go ahead. Sorry,
0: no, no. I'm saying I, that's that's the interesting point. I mean, I will. Pe- people probably will start start being more comfortable with these virtual Zoom walkthroughs or whatever whatever it is.
1: Yep. Unfortunately, we all should have jumped on their stock about a year ago.
0: Amen to that. <laughs>
1: I, I wouldn't
0: be worried about anything right now.
1: The two the two main teleconferencing stocks are up like eighty percent at
0: this point. So uh, I'm sure a couple of people uh, made some money off of that. Yep. So, um, so, okay. So I guess if you could speak to this uh, great, if not, not a problem, but here's a chance for you to plug uh, your company. What do you see that you are doing? What do you see that MS uh, directional is doing versus some of your competition during these times? And if you can't speak to your competition, kind of, uh, I guess, I guess plug your company. I mean, how are how are y'all going to ride this coat and yeah. So, this.
1: You know, I, I can't speak to every directional company out there. Uh, mm-hmm. there. Over the last six, seven years, that landscape has changed multiple times, right? And and every single time, us as mid mid sized guys think, all right, we're going to lose some of the bottom feeders, or this is going to you know tighten up the market. You know, a couple guys go start up a new directional company. So I, I kind of gave up on focusing on what that competition looks like. And to speak to our strengths, I think, which, which I mentioned earlier, having Patterson's backing, right, Patterson UTI, having the, the balance sheet that they have and the longstanding history of, you know, not just the leadership, but the people in there and, and how they operate, how they take care of people, having that behind MS is going to benefit us through this downturn. And in the last downturn, MS itself grew our market share and, and leveraged a ton of relationships. And we had a lot of guys that stuck up for us. And so to me, it's the same situation here. We want to leverage the partnerships that, you know, we've always had. We want to be there for the guys that have helped get us through some of these downturns and, and doing that. If it's reducing our cost to help them out, it's, that's what we want to focus on. But to be completely honest, we're kind of in a unique situation where we were ramping up for 70 rigs right so so ms was our goals were go from (laughs) 50 rigs to 70 rigs this year and we put capex towards that in q1 and now obviously those budgets have been affected uh changed almost you know down to what little spending we we should do or could do we'll focus on that but because of patterson's ability to say hey we're we're in this with you guys we want you guys to be a successful directional company." Over the last three years, we've spent a lot of money on R&D and creating an inventory that we feel like will last uh, in any market. So it gives us the unique ability to kind of cut some costs in some places, tighten up um, our overhead. I mean, obviously, we've had some reductions in personnel, which is unfortunate. Right. The right sizing of the company is to make sure that, hey, whatever product we put out to our customers is going to remain above par, right? It's gonna be above average. We're gonna make sure that we're not skipping on QAQC or shop management or anything like that. So our main goal is to just make sure that we ride this out with the right people. Um, And MS has had a huge history of doing that. Uh, We built a lot of success on our partnerships with some great customers, some great companies And, and for us, we just want to remind guys, Hey, more than ever, this is about who do you want to pull through this? Right? Every, every operator has a choice. Every customer that we have has the unique ability right now to go get pretty much anything they want for any price, you know, that they want. Uh, and that could help them. It could not. Right. I mean, 20, $20 oil, I don't know if anyone's making money. However, it's, it's just the point of like, Hey, we can help each other through this, right? So it's almost, I heard it the last downturn, you have to decide who you want to make it through all of this downturn. So as a customer or an operator, you kind of need to decide, hey, is even if their service is a little more expensive, is this the company that I want to survive with? Have, have they treated me the right way? Are they gonna be there for me? Do I, can I trust them to make, take care of their stuff and maintain their tools? those are the guys I want to partner with. And even if it's a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks more, I I need to make that decision to make sure that they make it through this. Right.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. A lot of times, I mean, when, um, whenever you see start downturns like this, you do see customers start leaning on service providers to reduce their costs by X number percent. And, uh, and a lot of times you see, you pay for what you get, you know, it's, it's just, whether it's a, uh, a directional service, or a pair of shoes, or or a car. I mean, it's if if you go into the cheapest route, it's gonna you're gonna have the most issues. And and something that you touched on too. I mean, I know um, the MS directional team. I know a lot of people in the Patterson UTI and other you know the universal pressure pump and et cetera, et cetera. And I think y'all are very very strong at that. Y'all have an amazing, great group of guys over there. Great group of guys and girls over there that have an amazing ability. To have great relationships with customers, so that's a very good point you uh, that you brought. That I kind of wanted to plug too. That
1: yeah, know. no, I mean we're we're absolutely blessed, right? Um, not just from a work standpoint, but the the moral codes, the the type of people that work at both companies or all, all, all the companies, right? All of Patterson's um, acquisitions, and they've seemed to retain above-average people in my mind, and that doesn't just mean they're great at sales, right? right. Mean they're great at taking care of customers. They're family people. Um, something big to me. There's a ton of Christian faith within the company, and and you can kind of see in these situations those guided by faith uh, tend to survive a little. You know, I'm not going to say that everyone makes it, right. but you know they they have a more optimistic view. Um, it's they're easier to be around, and and they remind you, hey, it's not just a job, right? I mean, this is. These are lives we're talking about here, not just a career or job. And so being surrounded by people like that has, it makes going to work easy. That's right. And that, uh, and it also makes you, in my mind, work a little harder for those, you want your company to survive. You want the people around you to survive. And, and that's the hardest part right now is, is seeing good people lose their job in an industry that is going to be slashed, but you really just got to keep your head up, right? And- so leaning on guys like that is, is what I've tried to do, and it's, it's worked out thus far.
0: So what do you see? I know we kind of touched on this previously, and I apologize, if I repeat it. What do you see kind of 2021? Uh, look? I mean, how do you see this kind of coming out, the oil and gas industry that you know?
1: I think it's going to be a lot tighter, right? I, don't, I can't put a percentage on it.
0: No, 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 I'm not looking for that. I do, yeah. I do
1: think we're going to lose a lot of people out of the industry this time around. Right. I don't think there's going to be opportunities, even when we crawl back out of this at the rate that there used to be to get guys back into the industry. Right. So I think this is the big one that, and and who knows, right. They might've said that every downturn before, you know, this is, this is the one that kills us. Yep. Uh, But this, this one truly does feel right now, like it's going to do a lot of shaving and, and get down to a skeleton crew of like, Hey, this amount of people can run this company or this amount of people can accomplish this task. And and that builds into all the automation and things that people are working on right now. Uh, And so I I really do feel like moving into 2021, you're going to have a great core group of people left in the industry. And and there's going to be a lot of hard work put in to make sure that, hey, I'm wearing five different hats or I'm taking care of seven different you know, job responsibilities and, and I'm enjoying it, but I definitely think it's going to be, you know, 40, 50, 60% of a cut out of just in, in terms of overhead or in terms of personnel within the industry. Uh, but I hope not. Right. You know, you hope that like, yeah, plan for the worst and, and come out on top. But yeah. 2021 looks like it's five years away at this point.
0: God, I'll tell you what the end of April looks like it's five years away yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're optimistic. I like your message. What message, what message would you pass on to, to close it out? What message do you want to pass on to our audience? Man, just
1: be present, right? Um, Like I said earlier, we can't go be in people's offices, but what opportunities does that give us? Right. Does that give you the opportunity to be present with your kids, present with your spouse, your significant other, present with your friends via virtual happy hours? Like, uh, you know, church online these days, cause yep. we're not allowed to go congregate. Right. It's something that hit home last Sunday was this gives us a unique opportunity present with God and and really like get rid of all the excuses that we typically have in our day. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't have children, so I can't pretend to understand how hectic it is. Everyone being at the house and trying to accomplish their job as well. But, but, I think when all the chaos kind of subsides, be present in that, right? You have Everyone's got the unique ability now more than ever to connect with people around them. So you kind of just want to wear it. I mean, really enjoy it while we're given this unique situation that we have and, and be present in everything you do, like really connect.
0: Absolutely. I mean, talking about, you know, church services, I mean, the church we go to, they did a, a virtual dance party for, uh, for, um, for Evelyn. That's awesome. You know, yeah, where they—I mean, fifty people zoomed in and they all danced. They danced five songs. So people are getting creative, and I think you're right. I think it's important right now to to realize: yes, you're stuck at home with your families, but realize these are your families. <laughs> like that's who you want to be stuck home with, you know. So, um, well, anyway, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, uh, Shane. Again, this is Shane Scher, regional sales manager with MS Directional. And if anyone has any follow-up questions for him, you can go ahead and reach us at Round the Rotary at Cap dash petro.com again That's round the rotary at cap dash petro.com all right shane we appreciate it and we'd love to have you on again
1: yeah thanks so much jp thanks for setting us up all
0: right take care